0: Hey guys. hey guys, welcome back to Opinionated and Underrated. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Elif And today we're talking about us. I'm kidding. Friends. <laughs> we're talking about friends and friendship and trust. Um, I was thinking on the drive over, I have a question for you. Okay. Kind of unrelated. When you're recording these podcasts, yeah. do you think, uh, do you have someone in mind that you think about that you're like, oh, this person could be listening?
1: Hmm. It depends on the topic. Yeah. I think when I'm just doing something like this and I'm just chatting away to Elif I kind of imagine like my friends listening because it's that kind of atmosphere. It's the kind of it's the kind of way I'd speak to them as well. But when I'm talking about there are certain topics that we approach and they really make me think of people. Sometimes people that I know I've had conversations with. Sometimes people that it's kind of targeted towards. Sometimes people that I know completely disagree with me. And I yeah, would find it like really. Oh, oh. <laughs> we dropped the phone <laughs> i think with the podcast i'm i'm glad that it doesn't it doesn't feel as performative now i think we've kind of we have stripped it back a bit like we're literally recording this in a car which is apparently our new favorite Will recording it, place
0: i don't know how obviously apologies for any shoddy um sound quality last episode because that was mm. we were working with one mic yeah we were working with. One we're mic now two though. girls one no no two girls two bikes
1: yeah that is actually very true <laughs> but I think <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> uh, uh, I like that
0: laugh I, like, I like,
1: no but my point is um, the podcast doesn't feel as voyeuristic as it used to because number one it's not like a big oh my god they're doing a podcast mm. like people have accepted it now it's been like what coming up to three years damn yeah exactly but I think what I actually struggle with is really weird it's like my most like intimate moments like I'm in the shower I like I, sometimes I narrate I narrate my inner monologue and i just think about who's hearing it today i was literally at work and i was walking around and i I just started like narrating my my inner thoughts as if someone were Observing me. What I just, I just sometimes I have moments like that, or when I'm writing, not so much poetry anymore, but more so when I'm like writing a diary, I'm really thinking about like how certain people would like react when they saw it, or sometimes like I in the past I've imagined scenarios where like my diary entry's been read out in front of like the class. Oh or god, that's
0: that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare.
1: Yeah, I know, I know. But why, why do I even entertain the thought? Why is the idea of some form of um attention intoxicating even though it's obviously really uncomfortable and weird and stupid Mm. (laughs) but what about you what do you think about when you record the podcast um
0: i think like you it depends Mm -hmm. i think if i've had a conversation do you know what do you know actually who i think about Mm. is the latest person who's discovered it (laughs) i know of oh i I know someone just popped into my head
1: yeah me too
0: (laughs) i don't know if we're thinking about the same but we definitely are yeah (laughs) so um and so then i'm like because then that's, like, a fresh perspective, do you know what I mean? Whereas, mm. like, everyone else I know they've already, like, had their, like, their, their opinions already. Yeah. But then equally, like you said, if it's a topic that I've spoken to someone about, I think about them. Or if it's, like, my biggest critic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Someone who I someone who I know listens to the podcast and is probably going to disagree with me. Yeah. And I don't know that, like,
1: subconsciously maybe I pander to it then. Mm-hmm. I wonder that if I knew if, if someone told me everyone's going to 100% agree with everything you say I probably would go further I probably would say more but it, I, I know it's just I, I feel like such a hypocrite sometimes but it's that thing of like you're not hypocritical for just existing you got to like make it as easy for
0: yourself as you can okay so my main question today mm-hmm. to you is what is your biggest deal breaker in friendships oh that
1: is a really good question I think I'm not necessarily one of the people who's like, you have to give equally to what you take, because I don't believe that that's always possible. And I think it's natural that there are times where you're giving a lot more than you're taking and times where you're taking a lot more than you're giving. But I don't like to feel like the friendship is unbalanced. And I don't like to feel like I'm thinking about it more or caring more about it or putting more effort into it than the other person is. But equally, If I'm ever in a situation where I I feel bad that I'm not putting in enough effort, or the friendship for some reason, it it, maybe it's my fault, but it just isn't balanced. Like that really throws me off too.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. But also, I I don't know. I agree to some extent because I'm like, yeah, no one wants to feel like you're the person who's putting in more effort. I don't mind feeling like that sometimes. I really don't, as long as it's not consistent. Yeah. Okay. That's fair enough because there's a lot of things of. I'm willing to overlook if they're not consistent as well. Is what I've mm. noticed. Like, yeah, it to me, it's like when it starts becoming a pattern.
1: Yeah. What about you? What's your deal breaker?
0: Um, I would say okay. I was just thinking about it because I just I don't know if it's a deal breaker, but for me, one thing that really also throws me off is when they're not like super super happy for you. Yes, that's a really good one. Or like they because the thing is when I when I actually like when I care when I care about my friends. Not okay, yes, I get super happy for them, obviously, but I'm not very good at like articulating that or showing that, but when i but I do get really angry for them mm. like when when I actually like someone <laughs> or care about them, I get way more angry for them about things than I would myself, okay, so when if if like some injustice has happened to me. <laughs> Or just something's pissed me off and they're not like... Validating it, like feeling into it. Yeah, if they're not like getting on my... Or just like, yeah, like feeling it for me. I'm like that. That's not a deal breaker, but I'm like, oh, you obviously don't care then.
1: Yes, completely. And as you said, it's not necessarily whether you're making a big song of dance and jumping up and down and clapping your hands because to some people that's not how they... That's definitely how I express my emotions. But that's not But that's not how you express your emotions. But we're equally happy for each other. Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I was thinking about how like how we initiate friendships or Mm. how we go from acquaintances to friends because I think if if like when I'm like initiating a new friendship I let a lot less things slide than I would do in an already established friendship and on top of that the way you connect with people you don't know yet like the only way to really like start getting intimate with a person emotionally is Mm. you have to start sharing things Mm. and to me it's like I have to like assess how much I trust them before I do that. But, like, how am I supposed to do that if we're not already close? And yeah. to get close, you have to be able to, like, share.
1: Well, that's the thing. I don't actually think I've made any close friends for a, for a few years. Like, I, I've become close with people really? that I already knew. But that's because I've had years of experience and foundation to, like, build upon and, like, assess the situation. I
0: see. Yeah. Um Like, how do you decide to trust that people with that information? Because they're... Because, also, it's... It's known. They're just sorry. (laughs) This is really revealing. But people are just going to can use that. Like, people bank that information and then they will use it against you. Do you think that? Yes. I don't think you're entirely (laughs) wrong, but I think that's a very cynical view to take.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Some people bank information subconsciously, not consciously. But I wonder if I think that's the thing. Everything can be used against you, but you've got to assess whether they're the type of person who would do that. Yes.
0: But how can you assess that on a brand new person? You can't. Are you
1: not willing to dabble in friendship until you're certain it will work out? Because I think for some people they're happy to sort of stick their neck out, have an experience. They're like, okay, that that's not the person for me. Wind it Mm. back in. Whereas are you wanting to be sure that you've made that kind of the right decision before you stick your neck out in the first place?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't share. I don't share details that I like. That would. Constitute sticking my neck out. Mm. I dabble, of course. Yeah, I dabble. I have, I have many a dabbled in friendships. Yeah, but I don't. I don't start like giving out actual usable yeah. against me information. I think
1: it's interesting how, when you think of emotional int- intimacy, your first thought is weaponization. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to psychoanalyze <laughs> you, but I think it's an interesting route to take. I think it's an interesting route to take yeah. because I think. For a lot of people, like, even if I absolutely detested a person, I couldn't ever imagine, like, sharing something personal as a form of payback. Like, that's just not a route I would go down. Yes,
0: no, 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 I know. Yeah. I wouldn't want that. That's why I don't. Yeah, no, I completely get that. And so for me, the, the intimacy is trusting that person not to. Okay, so your intimacy comes from trust.
1: I, I don't know is it i don't know if it's if this is even what i mean but i wonder if my intimacy comes from like love but what
0: how can yeah, you yeah but yeah what is that yeah
1: what, what is love
0: what is love <laughs> baby don't hurt. Have... <laughs> that got so loud <laughs> i'm so sorry headphone users yeah no but
1: that's trust yeah that's true
0: actually i think for me it's like oh i can tell you this because i trust that you care enough about me to not use it against me or to tell anyone else or no no not even like secrets don't tell anyone else i don't care about that like speak away <laughs> but to like yeah to weaponize it
1: i think it's really interesting because when i was younger i used to like really overshare a lot i yeah. used to want to get the attention wherever i could and i'd volunteer very personal information to That's anyone who even showed the slightest bit of interest and i don't like the way that made me feel i didn't like the way it made me feel right, right but it was kind of addictive because it was like you kind of it, I think it's quite manipulative and I okay that sounds really rude and I'm saying this about myself and I think people don't mean to do this and I, yeah. I'm not blaming people at all especially not people that are upset and want to share things but I think it's kind of just a form of locking someone in yeah. a lot of the time yeah I think that's why I would do it and again I'm not accusing everyone who overshares of being manipulative but I think for me it was a little bit even though I didn't realize I was doing it because mm-hmm. the main reason I was oversharing is so that they'd like be forced to carry on the conversation I think so they they couldn't like dip out dip out or just shut down or like dabble
0: as you say yeah
1: because i'd shared that and like they probably felt compelled to now you've on. locked them down and that's not how friendship works no i think maybe sharing too much i mean you know sometimes you meet a person and you feel like you've known them your whole life whatever yes but yes. that's not really the case of most foundational friendships and also this is a it's another thing i've been thinking about recently is that i think maybe too much value is placed on the idea of like a soulmate Mm. like you're my twin flame twin flame you're my one and only you are it's it's you and no one else yeah because then if it's that if that is what you're aspiring to and you're i'm assuming you're going to have more than one friend in your entire life how can anyone in your else in your life even compare
0: yeah do you know what i mean if you have
1: a twin flame what who is everyone else to you like dabblers (laughs) i know i think I, I definitely have friends that I have deeper, more intimate bonds with than others, but that doesn't devalue my other friendships. Yeah. And I wouldn't want them to. Yeah, because yeah. I'm quite happy having friends that I own some people I only see a few times a year and that's our relationship and I appreciate it and we both have the same expectations. Um and then there's people that I very deeply trust and know a lot about me and yeah.
0: This is gonna sound like um Inhu- no. Inhumane. No, 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 wrong, wrong vocab. Uh-huh. Um, like mechanical. Okay. Actually, no. I don't. I think this is completely normal. But I have friends for like different purposes. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> not like, not like purposes. But there are just some friends. You have different expectations of different friends. No. I mean, yes, yes, I have different expectations, but like there are just there are just some friends that are better suited for some situations information Mm -hmm. like maybe it's because i know the answer they're already going to give and so i go to the person i want who's going to give me the answer i want yeah but like if i'm looking for advice on things that is going to depend on person to person yeah equally if i've got news if it's news about like something that's way more relevant to you, I'm obviously going to come to you first. Yeah. Not because it's relevant to you because you're involved, but because, like, I know you'd be invested in it.
1: Am I going to give you the best reaction? Yes. Yeah. So you're searching for the... And I, yeah, I think this is actually a really good point of view to bring up. And I think people are quite uncomfortable with the fact that friendships are a bit selfish. Yeah, like, no, yeah, 100%. your own... A, a big part of the reason you're friends with people is because they make you happy. And you they like make the way you, that, that you, feels. Yeah, it makes
0: you feel a certain way. It's about how
1: you feel. It's also about how they feel but only because you love
0: them. Yes, so yes. it's about you as much as it is about them. 100%. And I also assess my friendships based on how I feel. Like, this person doesn't make me feel good because they do this, this and that. Yeah. But ultimately, it's because I feel this way, not because they're doing that. Yeah. That the friendship isn't solid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not like this person does this. It's it's no, they make me feel this way. Yeah. And that's why some relationships and some people are more addictive and therefore, more prone to toxicity than others mm. is because it's like, the, it's because of the way they make you feel.
1: Yeah, that's a really, really good point. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Charlotte, my teacher validation friends. I go to.
1: I don't even mean to. It's just me as good a person. Good point. Very good well point. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I
0: like it. It's good.
1: Yeah. Do you um, ever... I, I, I'm, I feel like I feel this quite strongly, is that when I get close with new people, I have a very, like, defined honeymoon period in the friendship with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, you like, do. Like, I think that's very common. But, like... I have an overwhelming sort of like rush of love and appreciation for this person because they're new in my life and it's like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so glad they're in my life now. And everything I do with them is like super fun and I'm like super excited to hang out with them and like do things. And then eventually it's not that I like them any less, but it's just like, I know they're in my life now. So it's not like, I'm not so awestruck. I'm just, I'm, you know, of course they're in my life. It's just it's
0: just like a a mellow level of gratitude. Rather than like, oh my God.
1: But then I think I used to, I used to really worry that I was, an unappreciative person because if I wasn't being bowled over by waves of gratitude I felt like I was being ungrateful yeah but and that's I, not the case I think with friendships as well again there's too much emphasis placed on like love and adoration
0: mm. and that's
1: great but I think love is a lot more understated than people would lead you to believe a lot of the time especially in the context of a friendship
0: yeah for sure I understand that honeymoon period but because I've had because I've had the honeymoon periods of like you know when you're getting to know someone and so like it just feels like you're spending all your time with them or you're talking Mm. to them all the time and it's like I used to in the past when I had that be like feel that honeymoon period but now when I get that I'm so like well I know this is gonna end
1: yeah I know I know it's a really really hard part of making a new friend is because you
0: know it's just gonna feel different yeah, and also I know that it's not going to stay at this level of intensity because it's not sustainable. It's like, yeah. Yeah, basically because I know that it's going to end. It's not I'm not enjoying it while it's happening, but it's just, like, there's an undercurrent of, like, I know that this isn't going to stay like this for a long time and therefore I, yeah, I guess I don't enjoy it as much Yeah. as I used to because I used to be, like,
1: I used to become very enamoured with people. Yeah, yeah, I'd
0: be like, oh, my God, like, new person, new person. And then now I'm more, like... I know you're temporary, even even like, even like just friends in general. I'm like, oh, I know that you're... There's, there's nothing to guarantee permanence. Yeah. And that almost makes it better because then you are more grateful for the time that you do have. But equally, there's that, that like quite cynical undertone, I guess, you could say.
1: Yeah, but do you think that comes from a place of you're now at a point in your life where you've got every position filled, like there's not really a gap? Maybe it was more exciting when you felt like someone was bringing something new to your life that you hadn't had before, but maybe... You feel like it's all
0: been filled in now. Sorry, someone's just parked really badly. Um, I don't think it's that I'm <laughs> missing it that I was missing anything. I just think that it's like a form of like protection. Yeah. Like it's now Yeah, it's self protection so that I don't like feel hurt by it when they do eventually mm. leave. <laughs> 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 it's a bit dire but no, i think I, know. I get where you're coming from no but that's the uh, that's the it's a sta- it's a
1: sad state of affairs but it's the truth okay well on the flip side then what do you what is a toxic friendship what do you define
0: a toxic friendship as i feel like i haven't had a toxic friendship for a long time
1: yeah i think that was definitely a thing of like year nine yeah toxic
0: friends i just feel like all my friends who are actually my friends I just they're all just good yeah but I I think I
1: I think I'd tell you why I'll tell you why I think that is is what I'm trying to say because as you get older (laughs) um and as you experience more things you have a lot more of a solidified sense of self and I think you stop attracting the wrong people I think once you're a lot more firm in who you are your circle of friends is better like as I said in the last podcast like once you're a happier like more loving person it will be reflected in the people that are drawn to you
0: I still feel like there are plenty of people with really toxic friendships though i have to yeah, say that's true and that's not
1: fault. a lot of it is stuff of circumstance as well like yeah. you have to see this person or you grew up with them so you feel mm. like you have to love them even though you've both changed so much since you were five
0: yeah for sure what would i have to do for you to like say oh, i'm sorry this, this, isn't, this isn't this isn't working out
1: i think the scary thing is you'd have to do quite a lot yeah like I really (laughs)
0: good to know (laughs) but but it's
1: because I am very I'm I think what you'd have to do is change my perception of your character because right now if you did something weird I would definitely think it was out of character because I would still fundamentally believe that you are a good lovable person and you've just done something weird and I think I'd whether I should do this and whether this more is morally right is I'm not even I might not even be but I think I'd find it a lot easier to make excuses for you if I genuinely believed that you were a good person But if you'd started to change my perception of you as a person, then I would, you know, there would be less excuses made for you. I'd find it easier just to let go.
0: (laughs) What would I have to do for me to change my character for you?
1: Yeah, I think continuity would be the thing. Like, if you were consistently proving that you changed, Mm. I would believe you changed. But if you did one thing within reason, I would probably be be inclined to believe that it was an out-of-character isolated incident that wouldn't happen again for my own sake as much as for yours.
0: Yeah, thank you.
1: Well, it's, it's selfish though it's a very selfish <laughs> perspective to take but i i'm only saying it because i think a lot of people actually share that yeah with, within reason like if if basically if you said something really intolerant and i believe that that was a reflection on your actual thought process your actual character that would be a bit of a deal breaker
0: but i say plenty of intolerant things all the time yeah but you don't
1: <laughs> you say fucking stupid things but you
0: don't say racist things yes yeah here's okay. what i mean Th- yeah okay. thanks i guess <laughs> um yeah i think the same for me well the thing is uh, i wouldn't have like it's not that it'd be like a deal breaker but i reckon they would just change like i just wouldn't share as much
1: you just put the cogs in motion i think that it, i don't think it would ever be as like severe as cutting someone off straight away but yeah. i think what would happen is that you'd just be like oh and then you wouldn't really hang out with them as much yeah and you that would initiate a drifting process and mm-hmm. then that would be what ended the
0: friendship rather than- as such oh, Charlie, you murdered someone and we can't be friends. Yeah, rather
1: than I'm I'm unfriending you because of this action. Yeah. You just be like, oh, I'm kind of going off her now. Yeah. And you spend less time with me and that's probably how it would end. Great prediction. Yeah, (laughs) if we actually break up as friends, (laughs) this will be really funny and awkward to listen to.
0: (laughs) We could do like a breakup podcast.
1: Yeah, sure. If we break up, let's do that. Okay, I don't want to break up though.
0: I don't want to break up either. Cool, cool. But cool. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to break up anyway.
1: That's true. Uh, have you got any other perspectives on deal breakers that I haven't mentioned?
0: Um, I feel like my deal breakers for someone way more like established as a friend is obviously like yeah, mm, the bar is way way higher for someone that I'm like because obviously we're going to uni. We're going to yeah. make a lot of new friends. <laughs> we're going to make loads of new friends. Yeah, but, but we're going to meet a lot of new people. About. And I'm thinking like, okay, what is my criteria? What am I? And I think the thing is, if your core values don't line up, we're not even going to go there. Right. And I just think that there are some like red flags rather than deal breakers. Yeah. Like the thing for me, I just can't, I can't do gossip. Like I gossip, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Like I chat shit all of the time. But I think it's people that use it as a form of social currency. They use gossip
1: to gain something. Yes.
0: And on top of that, about people they don't know yes. or people that like or just like material things mm. just mm-hmm. things that simply not only don't affect them but like haven't ha- haven't had impact on them it's just it's not like someone's wronged you when you're like chatting shit about them yeah it's like no that oh i don't like that girl's That is ugly like oh yeah. she wears this oh she kind of speaks like this like yeah. that i can't deal with and that i don't even i can't even engage with and sometimes i do tend to make situations a bit awkward because i'm like what are you doing? It's just so embarrassing because I can't, yeah, I don't know. But I think that's what's like unique about basically ne-
1: like networking events in a non like work sense. Like university, you're going to meet loads of new people loads mm-hmm. of new times. Like new job or like new social circle is you can afford to be a bit more picky from the get go. Yeah. But if it's like the slow evolution of someone you've sort of known for a bit over time, like maybe things would go under the radar that you, yeah. if you'd have met them on and found that out straight away one. you probably wouldn't have even gone there but maybe i don't know you lower your top is is it wrong to make more excuses to for your best friend than
0: it is for a stranger well they're my best friend for a reason surely yeah and i hope that reason is inconvenience yeah absolutely but also i feel like if it's been what it's been 16 years then like surely something would have happened by now that if yeah. it wasn't meant to be it wasn't yeah definitely to stay a
1: friendship and yeah. How do, how do you handle, like, a healthy... Co- Sorry, I know, we, I know we've got to go in a minute. This is quite a big question. Yeah.
0: But how do you handle a healthy conflict in a friendship? Um, Obviously, depends what the conflict is. Mm-hmm. I think if it's c- contained, like, between the two of you... Yes. It has to be more of, like, a... When you did this, you made me feel this way. Yep. And it's... Do you know what I mean? But not, not in a necessarily confrontational way, but in just, like, a communication way. Mm-hmm. And then if that person... The thing is, if there's one person clearly in the wrong... Yeah. It's like a, it's just a different situation than if it's both of you are kind of conflicting. Yeah. Like, one person has wronged this person. I told you not to tell anyone about this and you did this. Yes. Is different than, like...
1: Yeah. You're so right. I think most conflicts in a healthy friendship would generally arise from one person doing something wrong because if you had a fundamental disagreement... Yeah. Maybe you wouldn't be friends. Like, I can't really think of any examples of when I've argued with really close friends about fundamental core values. Yeah, because all you're... of my close
0: friends align with my core values. Yeah, and that's not like a oh, I'm not friends with people who don't politically agree with me. That's like core values of life. Like, yeah, that it... is part of it. Yes, and they all are related. But like, I have, I have, I have very close friends who are do not do not necessarily like politically align with me. Yeah, but like core value wise, like I know that they're a kind person. I know that they're like basically not a bad person mm-hmm. or someone yeah basically someone I align with even though we don't like we're not going to vote the same. Yeah. I
1: think at the end of the day you get quite a quick re- if you're meeting someone like from scratch you get quite a, a strong reading on them quite quickly mm-hmm. and you're silly to ignore that. I think it is different when you're evolving a friendship over time but again things will stick out to you. Um and i i don't, I don't know if I like the view that friendship is about dodging red flags until you find the right person. Mm-hmm. but I think again, if you're not a bit cynical, you land yourself in an unfortunate position because, as we said, friendship is as much about you as
0: it is about someone else, so and if, if you're not protecting you, yeah, and I just think you can't be too forgiving, and when someone shows you who they are and when someone tells you who they are, mm. don't like stick around to hope that they change, yeah, do you know what I mean?
1: I think it has to take a very special person with very emotionally intimate friendship to recover from something that, like, you would usually write off a person for. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think... I'm not saying it can't happen. And I, I'm definitely saying I hold my closest friends to, like, maybe...
0: A lower standard. A lower
1: standard, because, again, I fundamentally believe I've made the right choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so trust your judgment of character. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have a good judgment of character, trust your parents, <laughs> because your mum is usually right. <laughs> I also don't have any friends that my mum doesn't like. Not mm. because maybe no i think i just i think i'm just a good judge of character <laughs> and my mum is as well so obviously i get it from her um it's been a pleasure yeah thank you it's been a pleasure i guess we'll see you when we see you we'll see you when we see you <laughs> bye guys bye guys <laughs> okay. great bye.